0: What am I willing to do to go get it? I push things aside just to go get it. I know my role and I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. I'm Welcome back to I'm the willing. YI Network, where we interview every job occupation, A through Z, from the trash man to the CEO and ask them, why and how they started their profession so that you can find your dream job too. I'm your host, Kojo Thompson, and today we have a very special guest with us. It is Robin Duda. Now, Robin is an award-winning event strategist, experienced designer, and thought leader who has created event strategies for some of the most recognized brands in the world, including Coca-Cola, Spotify, Visa, and IBM. So Robin has a lot to share with us here today. So Robin, shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. All (laughs) right, Robin, how are we
1: feeling today? I'm feeling great. Perfect.
0: Perfect. Perfect. It's a Friday,
1: perfect. it's sunny, and I'm on the heels of a weekend, so.
0: Perfect, perfect, <laughs> and we all are, I, I love it, I love it, I love it, and Robin, I we are real excited to have you on here today, because I think you are our first event strategist, and I think we're going to have to ask the question that everybody has been waiting for, drum roll please, and <sighs> that is, why? Why are you doing what you're doing today?
1: You know, I I feel like I've been doing this my whole life. Uh, I planned some pretty killer birthday parties as a kid Mm -hmm. uh, in my backyard with Mm -hmm. very little money. Mm -hmm. Um, But got had to be really creative Mm -hmm. and I do it because... There is magic in connecting people. Mm-hmm. And it's not about the making things pretty or making things super cool. I think that's part of it. Mm-hmm. But what I love is human connection mm-hmm. uh, and the science. It's it's a place where I can marry science and art together mm-hmm. um, on human behavior and somebody gets something out of it, whether mm-hmm. it's a friendship, a connection, a business dealing, um, whatever that might be. And I just, I think that that's one of the coolest puppeteering roles that you can have in life is is connecting Mm -mm
0: -mm. I love it I love it I love it couldn't agree with you more now Robin right now you're at the top of the totem pole you're where everybody wants to be but take us back down to the bottom take us to day one step one what was your process like that got you here today
1: oh gosh Uh, It's a, it's an interesting story. I grew up in a small town in Pennsylvania. Like I said, I had some, some killer mountaintop birthday parties. I went to college to play basketball. Uh, I got there and I was the first recruit early decision, you know, the whole, the whole bit of being a a student athlete. And uh, I quit like two months into my freshman year uh, when I realized that there's so many more things to do other than uh, basketball and sports. And one of the first things that I did uh, was start to work on a student-run event. They basically gave me $20,000 to figure out and to plan a, um, a big event for the whole student body. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with the idea that uh, somebody could pay you to plan to plan <laughs> fun things for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did that my four years of college. I, I can't say I, I studied as much as I should have. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grades went down every semester that <laughs> I uh, had the the event, but mm-hmm. I, I never felt like it was work
0: mm-hmm. and
1: somebody, uh, I can't remember who it was. We had a lecture and they mm-hmm. said, find someone, find what it is that you love to do and find someone to pay you to do it. Mm. And that's what I I did. I was like, I can't imagine myself not doing this for the rest of my life in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And uh I applied with a pink resume to every event planning firm in, in New York City because I didn't know any better, but I was like, events seem like New York. Mm-hmm. Uh and if I need to get there, and I, I got a job at a wedding planner, a very mm-hmm. big time wedding planner mm-hmm. right out of school. It was like the week before I graduated, and that's a mm-hmm. whole other story. But I got there and I absolutely hated it. I I hated every minute and I questioned whether or not this was what I was meant to do. Uh Um, Weddings are tough. Uh Uh, They are, you have, you know, a lot of emotion. It's Uh people's most important day of their lives. Uh And um, I can't say the situation that I was in was phenomenal for Mm -hmm. me. I needed a little more structure. Mm -hmm. Um, So I lasted maybe six months. Mm. Uh, it did get me to New York and it got Mm -hmm. me in events though. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I moved my way into corporate, the corporate Mm -hmm. side of the house, which was much more my speed, Mm -hmm. uh, less emotion, actual metrics on success. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and I, that was the end. I mean, I never turned around. I did tech events for 10 years. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I planned things from launching IBM's Watson all over the world Mm -hmm. to celebrity chef dinners where Wolfgang Puck and I were hanging out in the corner to, Mm -hmm. um, you know, huge trade shows for the next 10 years. Um, mm. You name it, I, I did it. And um, that led me to, and I was planning events. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I um, went through some personal things uh, at the job that I was at, and they asked me to move to a different division to take over, uh, running some strategy. And they're like, tell us, um, it was a chemical portfolio. It was declining in revenue 20% every year, uh, a trade show. Uh, which couldn't have been sound like the most boring thing in the world, chemicals declining and one event a year. When I said I'd go over and I'd try, like I, said, I gave them 90 days and I absolutely fell in love with strategy. And what I did was it was design thinking. I didn't realize that's what I was, I was utilizing, but it's you know design thinking and human-centered mm-hmm. design, which is the same methodologies that app designers use to build apps and, mm-hmm. and programs. Mm-hmm. I was doing the same thing. I was in the middle of Tennessee in a hazmat suit at a chemical plant eating barbecue with some with some dudes, you know, sitting on, on a bench, figuring out what made them tick, and mm-hmm. then I could take that and then plan an event mm-hmm. and plan moments that were conducive to them. And that's when I was like, "This is magical. I can mm-hmm. actually make an impact here. This isn't just ordering things and, and hoping, uh, sending some emails and hoping people come to this. This is like I can actually manipulate design
0: mm-hmm. around
1: humans." And I and I I did that for a, a few years, uh, mm-hmm. taking on. You know, events in the travel industry and cruise in hospitality management, uh, chemicals, pharmaceuticals, et cetera. And then I went off on my own about five years ago Mm -hmm. and I never, and I, that's what I do today. That's my journey. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I, it's always, I can't imagine me never not being in events, Mm -hmm. but uh, the way I, I, the way, the way I show up to it um, has morphed quite, quite greatly over the years. And now I get to speak about it. I write a lot of theory about uh, the anatomy of experience and mindsets and, mm-hmm. and, and human behavior around it. And I get to consult with some of the top companies in the world, making them make moments better. And it's not just events. It's it's all different kind of moments. And it's super cool. Mm,
0: mm, mm, mm. I love that answer right there. I love that answer right there. So so much, and I just had another interview today. Tell me that you know he didn't choose what he's doing today. What what he's doing today chose him, and I think that that could resonate a lot with you. And again, for the for the audience out there, please, whatever it is, is going to choose you. It's going to be natural to you, and that goes perfectly into my next question because I know I just asked you to throw it back for us. But what, what I want from you now is to throw back even further than that. What do you think were some childhood hobbies and habits that matriculated into what you're doing today?
1: Yeah. Um, Oh, certainly. my I I, yeah, I loved throwing, I loved having birthday parties. I'm having one tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I, again, I, I think that's a moment to, at a young age, I was figuring out, you know, it wasn't just going to the roller skating rink. I, I that wasn't the birthday party I ever wanted. It was like, okay, I'm having everybody over. We're going to tie dye t-shirts. We're gonna have a scavenger hunt. <laughs> Mom, I need you to paint these rocks gold, you know, like, you know, so that there's gold nuggets around the house and just, you know, how, Creative, can you be? And I think there, the creativity shows up in so many ways. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm a product, of an '80s child and, and mm-hmm. '90s kid, mm-hmm. and um, creativity was misunderstood. I think in in a lot of you know um, typical American households, and mm-hmm. uh, creativity meant painting and drawing, and you know your traditional modes of that. And I think mm-hmm. creativity can show up in in strategy, in business, in planning, in mm-hmm. in, in in so many different ways. And That was my outlet was, Mm -hmm. uh, I I also have always taken on leadership roles Mm -hmm. everywhere I go. I, you know, I participate in a lot of boards now and um, Mm -hmm. do as much as I can from a, you know, volunteer side. And, you know, I started a club when I, one summer so that everybody could have fun. And like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to plan all the activities and like, everyone's going to come to my house and we're going to have stuff to do every week all summer. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was just the kind of kid I was. It was all about being social and Mm -hmm. um, not necessarily the party girl. I was the girl. Behind the scenes, who made sure that everybody had a great time, mm. uh, and I mean, those were the characteristics that that I showed um, mm. quite mm. a bit.
0: Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I love it. I love it. I absolutely loved that answer right there. Now, what's an average day like for you today?
1: I mean, you know, I, this is going to sound great. I mean, I I I was uh, when I was in corporate America. Mm-hmm. I was a work until it's done. If it's 2am, that's how long I'm working. I I could not step away with anything on the to-do list. And I ran myself into the ground for a really long time Mm -hmm. um, because it was easy because I I loved it. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I went off on my own, it took me years to detox from thinking that busy meant important. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that there was a big differentiation uh, or realization I came to uh, between busy and important. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the, better you are at things the less busy you should be because you're streamlining efficiencies and and being smart about things and Uh so a typical day long long intro to that I mean you know I kind of ease into my mornings I'm an early bird but I work out in the morning I Mm -hmm. make sure I you know kind of um I don't look at my phone when I first wake up it's in another room Mm -hmm. I give myself some time because once I start I start Mm -hmm. uh and I learned um you know, in a typical day, I block schedule. So I do, mm-hmm. um, you know, my mornings are mine. I start at office hours. I call it about 10 AM, mm-hmm. um, which, yeah. And uh, I block schedule. I'm, I'm a firm believer in when you have to do strategy work, it's exhausting mentally. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I do strategy in the morning uh, when I have to really deep think. And I use mm-hmm. the Pomodoro method. I don't know if you're familiar, but it's blocks of 25. Uh-huh. So I set out, I, I write all my tasks for the day. Um, I estimate how many blocks of 25 minutes it's going to take. And then I plan my week out accordingly, but I only have a couple hours of really deep thinking in me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I do some tactical stuff and then mm-hmm. I have my evenings and I'm always on my phone. I'm always, you know, I'm always kind of emailing and checking in on things, but a, a typical day is me talking to some clients uh, mm-hmm. in the afternoons and in the morning, I'm, I'm working on content, um, writing the theories that we're producing, getting that out into the world um, and then thinking about how people are going to buy stuff. So that we. <laughs> So that we can pay pay our bills. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. But it's different. Every day is different. Sometimes I could be on site with a client. Sometimes I could be at an event. Mm -hmm. Um, Some days I'm here. Some days um, I don't feel like thinking and I need inspiration. And I go to the botanical gardens and I walk around um, because I can't come up with an idea. I think... Creativity isn't just like, okay, go, think of a great idea, come up with a solution. I think you need, especially when we're dealing in experience and events, I need to be in the world to be able to do what I do. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my my best stuff comes from me just living.
0: Mm -hmm. And man, I I love the way you started off the answer to that question and and really summing it up and saying, you know, you got to work smarter, not harder. And I absolutely love that mantra right there. I absolutely Love that mantra. Right. There's there. There's days
1: when I got to grind and, and I'm, I'm not going to there's days when if I and I'm if I'm firing, I'm a sprinter. Mm-hmm. Um, And I realized later in life, there are different styles to working nine to five isn't how most or, or a lot of people um are, are are wired to work. I'm a sprinter. I will go hard for short periods of time. And then I am useless for the next little bit of time. Mm-hmm. And I'm OK with that. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and then those off times is when I'm at, you know, out in the world doing stuff that's bringing inspiration. And then when I'm like, Oh, here we go. I jam until it's until done. You know,
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, what do you enjoy the most about what you do?
1: That it's different. Every project, every single project is different. I can work with a client. I can work with a nonprofit. Uh, I could work with uh, a fortune 500 company, a startup, um, you name it. And, uh, one, it's the same methodologies, uh, that are, that are employed, you know, mm-hmm. and, and deployed between all of it. Um, mm-hmm. however, the result is always different in each scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm never bored. Um, mm-hmm. it, no event, uh, is the same. And I, that's what I absolutely love. Um, there is very little, uh, little room for, for burnout or, uh, meaning uh, boredom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I like people, so I love being around. And I'm energized by people. They don't take energy away from me; they give it to me.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and I have some of the best clients in the world. They're mm-hmm. they're friends, and they become family. And um, I don't know. I think that that's a pretty a pretty special place to to be that I can work with. I mean, my, my motto is um, I create extraordinary experiences for amazing people. Mm-hmm. And I've been lucky enough um, maybe dumb, maybe not, but to create a very strict set of values that I work from. And I won't work with um, people that I, I, I don't think are good people mm-hmm. uh, who are moving the world forward or, are nice. Uh, i very, there's a zero tolerance to that. Um, and we say no, if we don't think that we align with our values with them. And that is a very cool place to play.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. Unfortunately, the back end of that question is, "What do you enjoy the least?"
1: I I'm not good at administrative things. When you own your own business, you know, like this, uh, it's very hard for me to go from strategy to tactical step. Uh, mm-hmm. so I hate the minutiae of things, the, mm-hmm. the, the follow-up, the timelines. I'm lucky that I have a team that does a lot of that stuff for me, mm-hmm. but I never loved the, um, event. People are, are very, um, buttoned up, uh, and, and organized folks. I'm not, uh, I never fell into that mold, which mm-hmm. is why I think I'm better in the place that I'm in now. So I, mm-hmm. so I don't love that organization aspect of it. Um, some people do, um, But for me, that's the part that I just, it's a little daunting for me. I'd rather just come up with ideas all day long. (laughs) I
0: love it. I love it. I love it. And that is a very common answer on this podcast, a very common answer. They love the creativity part more than they love the uh, paperwork, so to speak. And the The day-to-day stuff
1: is like, Mm -hmm. you know. Yes. I I love when we could take on projects and they're they're short. Mm -hmm. Uh, Things that extend over long periods of time. It's just, I'd rather, I I can just, we can get the same thing done in a week as we can two months. And I'd rather just be fired up for a week and then move on to the next thing. So the tactical piece is when it becomes um, long-winded, it's more follow-up emails. It's more that kind of just. uh.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it now. Robin, this next question right here is my absolute favorite. And that is, do you think, that grades mattered in school for the success that you have in your career today.
1: Grades? No, I
0: don't. Um, And we interrupt this programming with a word from our sponsors. Now, a lot of people ask me, Kojo, you've helped me figure out how to do this, that and the other. But what about starting my own podcast like you? Well, I'm finally sharing my secret. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world by hitting our affiliate link down below. Now, don't miss out on this limited time offer. Sign up and live your dream job, too. Now back to the podcast.
1: I, I taught for a little bit in college. Um, I, I taught for for two years post college. Two mm-hmm. college kids. Um, I think in in my field, you have mm-hmm. to be a jack of all trades. You mm-hmm. have to understand budgeting. You need to and, and fundamentals of finance. You need to understand logistics, project management, human behavior. Um, you have to know a little bit about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So I think. I think educate educating yourself mm-hmm. um, is really important. The grade part, uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that I I, I studied the hardest uh, mm-hmm. of, of anyone. There aren't, I think, there's a few universities who offer courses in this, but I don't. I think the best people who do this don't have a formulaic approach to to doing events. I think it's they're people who are curious about the world and people. Um, so the grade part, no one's in an interview. No one ever once has asked me um, what my GPA was. Um, it was never on my resume. I wouldn't <laughs> say it was, it was fine, uh-huh. but like, it wasn't phenomenal. Um, uh-huh. I, th- it's, I think I knew that like the, the doing of this and the experience um, that you got, I, I got um, far surpassed any grade that I mm-hmm. can have. So I hate saying that, but no, I, I don't. And when I taught it wasn't for, it was for, um, a certificate, not for credit. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the students said that this was some, I mean, it was real world hands-on stuff. And, mm-hmm. and that's where I think the the power comes from in this in this Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know I agree with you you know that I agree with you I wouldn't have asked if I didn't agree with you right there I loved that answer so much now I'm going to break down this next question just a little bit just because this word gets tossed around a little willy-nilly and that is what do you feel that your impact is and when I say impact I mean what are you devoted to what is your devotion
1: (sighs) So um, I just wrote a piece about this in my blog um, and I'm going to go back. I, I reassessed my values um, one, one, a couple of times in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, one was when I was still in corporate America and I was um, from a, a impact on communities. Uh, I didn't think that in that environment I can do what was right for the communities that I was serving. And when I say communities, it's industries, it's groups of people, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, because profits at a for-profit company always trumped uh, end result. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we, we were a for-profit company um, and everything that we did had to drive that for our shareholders and we were public. Uh, so that was the first time when I was like, I think that my motivations are directly opposite. I want to create awesome stuff and I can't create awesome stuff when um, I can't do the things I need to do because profits matter the most. So mm-hmm. I, I first left it there mm-hmm. uh, and I left and started my own business. And then beginning of COVID, I reassessed mm-hmm. my values again Mm-hmm. You know, the world was falling apart uh, two years ago, May, June timeframe, um, you know, there are protests all over the country, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, events were, there weren't many. you know, mm-hmm. uh, and I really was like, what is it that I want my legacy to be? What do I want to do with my life? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, helping big companies make more money is cool. I guess. Um, but like, really like, what do I care about? Um, and I knew it was connection, but I also knew that it was making the industry pushing the industry to be better, mm-hmm. um, a- across all forms of sustainability. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm not saying that I'm great at, at this or that I, I mastered it, but we, we, I did launch an initiative called change the stage um, because there was a clear lack of diversity across mm-hmm. all levels um, on stages um, and screens at the time um, mm-hmm. all over the world. It was the same um, homogenous group of, of folks who spoke. And I just, we had to do better. And it has mm-hmm. to start with the people who plan the events. Um, And we have to push our clients and our industries forward. So I I came up with an initiative um, that, um, you know, has been fairly successful in Mm. in understanding and measuring diversity on stages. And then how does that actually impact, um, you know, the communities that we serve? Mm. Um, So from an impact standpoint, we also, you know, I think environmental side of things, events um, are notoriously not the greatest um, in terms of sustainability. Mm -hmm. And I think in my position as, as I consult and advise and, and, you know, and we produce things as well, mm-hmm. um, I have a voice and a mouthpiece to be able to make sure that I'm pushing our clients further. And I think that's where it comes back to the, um, when I talk to people, I get to work with, do extraordinary um, uh, experiences for amazing people. And the amazing people is folks who align with mm-hmm. that, who, who do want to spend a little bit more for mm-hmm. something that might be more sustainable, who understand that it's important to have diversity on your stages, that different learning styles matter. Um, and I hope that in the end, my impact is that I made the industry more aware of where mm-hmm. they need to go. And, and some folks actually did better.
0: Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I absolutely loved that answer right there. And Man, Robin has been answering these questions absolutely perfectly, all interview long. Unfortunately, we are already down to that last question, and that is, if there was one, just one piece of advice for somebody out there listening right now who wants to be in the position that you're in today, what would that be?
1: I said it earlier, and it might be a little idealistic, but figure out what you love to do, all the different things, um, and just get started doing those. Um, we have to take jobs that we don't like sometimes um, to, to survive, uh, but don't ever let the passion die of the things that you do, because we're in a world where creators can can create and, and, and um hold their future in, in their own hands. And uh, I would encourage everyone to to try and find that spark uh, and keep working at it regardless of what your day to day is because someday it could be your day to day. So again, a, a little bit more extended from the find what it is, figure out what it is that you love to do and pay so, find someone to pay you to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that easy, but but don't um, don't let passion uh, die because someday you might be able to get paid to do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I absolutely. Love that piece of advice. What a perfect way to close out the YI network. What a perfect way to close out that interview. Again, find your passion, stick with it, and man, it will stick with you. I absolutely love that piece of advice right there. And Robin, I'm not going to lie. I need one more thing from you before you go. Yeah. I don't care if it's a website, I don't care if it's a social media link, I don't even care if it's a book. I need something that I can leave down in the link in the description below so that my audience can reach yours. Please promote and shout it out now.
1: Um, RobinDuda.com. You can get to anything from there, including Mm -hmm. the newsletter that gets posted, my social media um, uh, uh, links. um, So Mm R-O-B-Y-N-D-U-D-A.com.
0: And please hit that link down in the description below again hit that link down in the description below. Robin has been an excellent, excellent, excellent guest all interview long, and we must thank her once again for coming on this show. Now, folks, as you know, there are three types of work, a job, a career, and a calling. Most people have a job. You're lucky if you find a career, but you are truly, truly blessed if you find your calling. And I really hope that me and Robin helped you find it here today, folks. That is a wrap. If you like today's episode, make sure to follow the Why network on Instagram for daily quotes from your favorite episodes and more. And if today's podcast helped you in any type of way, make sure not to thank me, but thank God. God put me on the right track at the right time to provide you guys with this content through me. And I pray that this episode helps you align with your purpose so that you too may help others. So stay blessed, and stay safe, until next time, guys. What am I willing to do to go get it? I push things aside just to go get it. I know my role, and I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. I'm persistent.